You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Joining us on the phone lines now, Bill Mullis, the owner of Langley Speedway. Check him out online, langley-speedway.com. Follow him on Twitter at Langley Speedway. Uh, Bill, thank you for taking the time. I, I'm going to start with, uh, I was looking at your your uh, your events coming up. Obviously, the season's getting started at, at Langley. Uh, next Saturday, the 18th, the Spring Day of Destruction presented by ATI. I mean, Day of Destruction, that just that just sounds like something I need to know more about. What, what does that entail? Oh, that is a lot of fun. That's really our big demolition derby. And uh, there's a variety of things we do. We have a flagpole race where cars have to go around a flagpole on the front and back stretch. And it's quite interesting. Of course, you know some bent tenders and we have a bag race where uh, the driver puts a bag over his head and somebody's in the passenger seat and tells him, go left, <laughs> go right. And uh, we, we have a chain race where the front car has the engine and the back car has the brakes and they're chained together. And, uh, and some interesting stuff. And we'll have a big enduro race where sometimes we've started at least uh, 60 cars out there in this 50-lap race where if they wreck out, and, of course, we've got soap on the track and water and uh, a lot of slippery stuff out there, and the cars are all over the place, and if they wreck, uh, we'll just get the driver out of the car and leave the car right where it sets. So it's pretty interesting stuff, and that's it's one of the most popular things that happens at Langley this day of destruction. It's a lot of fun. I have to admit, I didn't know what I was expecting when I asked what the day of destruction was, but there was four or five things there that I don't think if you gave me a hundred guesses, I, I would have uh, gotten to. Uh, let me let me ask you this: if if you're getting involved in the the bag race, would, would would you like to be the guy that can see, or the guy that is just talking and has no control over the uh, over the car? I forgot which one I was. I did the bag race, and <laughs> I, I don't know whether as a guy telling it was me and Denver Alvis. I, I remember it and. And we got a car, and I forget who had the bag, but we ended up down in the ditch down in turn four. And uh, so it, it didn't turn out real good. Both of us had raced at Langley, so we figured we could get around there. But it's hard when you say turn left just a little bit. You don't know how much that is, and it's, it was so much fun. You know, we we still laugh about it every time we think about it. I, I, I can see why some of those memories might be, might be blocked. Uh, we're talking with Bill Mullis, owner of Langley Speedway. Uh, I could talk about the day of destruction, which is coming up March 18th at Langley, uh, kind of all day. But but what are some of the other highlights on the schedule? Obviously, uh, you you have a ton of different events. There's Wacky Wednesdays, all, all of the 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 races. What what are some of the highlights on the schedule coming up for the season at Langley? Well, we've got some really big stuff. I mean, drifting is happening out there now. You know, we've got a drift club at Langley, mm-hmm. and uh, that's been really popular. And uh, just in the last year or so, that thing has really taken off. So we've got some drift events, and we've got uh, a Cars Tour race, which is huge this year, coming up real soon. You know, the Cars Tour has been um, purchased by Kevin Harvick and and Dale Earnhardt Jr. and the guys. And uh, so that's going to be pretty interesting. And uh, we've got, of course, Connor Hall, one of our local, what I call young superstar drivers, is in the Cars Tour now, and then Butterbean Queen, our our past champion, will also be in Cars Tour this year. So I'm looking for our local guys to do very well in the Cars Tour. Some of our guys that have moved 
you know, out of our weekly racing. And uh, 4th of July is always great at Langley. I think Chuck Hall's got a big fireworks show up his sleeve this year. And uh, then we have Hampton Heat, which is part of Virginia Triple mm-hmm. Crown, where South, South Boston, Langley, and Martinsville Speedway have this three-race deal. And then it ends up at Martinsville's big big Valley Star race at the end of the year, which is a lot of fun to, to see what goes on in the three events. And uh, we have a NASCAR modified tour race that Bobby Labonte will be there driving in a car. And I'm also working on another another ex-cup driver to, to be in that event. And some special people will be involved in that. And then the Sean Beluzo Memorial Race, the big modified race at the end of the year. So we've got a kind of a really stacked card at Langley of, of different things. Each month is something to look forward to coming up pretty soon, you know. So... And then our, uh, to me, what, what's the greatest thing is our absolute regular Saturday night racing, what I call just a, a standard Saturday night at Langley Speedway can be pretty exciting. And you can check out that entire uh, event list at langley-speedway.com and be sure to follow them on Twitter at Langley Speedway as well. Uh, you brought up Butterbean Queen. I, I, I saw some articles uh, claiming that, that Brendan Queen's 2022 was the single greatest season by a Langley Speedway driver. Now, now we've talked uh, off-air off and on-air previously, and one of my favorite things is to just have you run through all of the legends and all of the, the greats of, of driver history that have raced at Langley. Was was Queen really that good last year to, to kind of outshine any single season of any of those guys previously? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, there's so much history there, it's hard to go back, particularly if you didn't witness it, okay? So, uh, but with Queen, I'll tell you one thing that I think made that. He didn't just win the championship at Langley. He also won the championship at Dixieland Motor Speedway down there near Elizabeth City, North Carolina, on dirt in a dirt late model, which is uh, – I was actually in a few races with him. And and saw the saw him you know out there how good he was I I do some racing on the side even though I'm an old man with the hubbards <laughs> and uh, they raced down there and we'd go down there and Butterbean was uh, on the pole and and led races and won races down there in a dirt late model anybody that can win in a dirt late model on Friday night and then go and win at Langley Speedway in an asphalt car on the next night that is a pretty diverse range of driving talent. Because a dirt late model to me is about the most difficult thing in the world to drive. And, uh, so I think it was a big accomplishment, you know, for this era of time. And, and of course he's got Phil Warren, you know, who's famous and, and a fantastic guy and a lot of knowledge as a crew chief. And, and they've all done a great job. So I think, you know, if, if Butterbean's championship was more special or better than anybody else's, it was probably the fact that I'll guarantee you he's the only guy that's ever won a dirt late model championship and an asphalt late model championship in the same season. Bill Mullis, owner of Langley Speedway, connecting with us here on the phone lines on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Uh, Bill, I've, I, I believe some congratulations are, are in order also. Uh, I heard you've been named the final appeals officer of uh, for NASCAR for 2023. Yes, I have, and... Uh, Kind of is big news, even to me. People have, you know, been asked about it a few times lately. I think it was announced uh, March the first, and uh, I, I've been kind of in shock, you know, thinking, "Wow, how, how did it really happen to me?" Uh, 
it's not like I'm not familiar with what goes on. I've been a panel member, so I've been one of the judges down there hearing appeals for over 10 years now, and I've been very involved for a long time. So I understand the system, but in 75 years of NASCAR, there hasn't been anybody, I don't think, that's been a panel member promoted to be in the, the, the top appellate officer. So it's a pretty big deal. Uh, it's obviously, it's an honor to me. A lot of people don't realize what goes on behind the scenes in racing at that level and how complex it is. But, uh, you know, a lot of times these teams will get these huge fines and penalties you hear about. But unless you follow racing behind the scenes, a lot of the public doesn't hear that they appeal them uh, and that, that there's a very formal process for hearing appeals where there's neutral people that, that set in. And really, you know, NASCAR has to plead the case and the team has to plead the case. And, uh, and those appeals are decided down in Concord, North Carolina at the Research and Development Center. And in, in that building, there's actually a room that's what I call the racing courtroom for NASCAR, that, that people come and they appeal these fines and penalties. And uh, the arguments down there are fairly extensive. You know, one, one, of these, one of these deals can last five or six hours easily with, uh, with NASCAR's presentation and the team's presentation. So it's, uh, it's pretty exciting for me. Uh, I've been involved in it for a while and I understand the system and what goes on. But I never imagined in a million years that I would be appointed as the FAO. Just, just complete, completely in shock. So, so, so you called in here, right? That uh, should we save the number for when there's a high leverage situation and we want it, we want our voice heard to just go straight to the the final appeals officer? Yeah, you can do that. All right, cool, but, perfect. Uh, in that case, yeah. uh, I'm a big Chase Elliott guy. Uh, I, I was uh, at Watkins Glen when he got his first career win. It was it was a good time. Kind of ever since then, he's, I've been in his corner. Uh, what do I have to do to get him his waiver to prever- pre- uh, preserve his championship eligibility after the uh, the snowboarding incident? <laughs> I can't answer that. All right, I can't answer that. I've been I've been seeing that. I don't know much about the waivers, and uh, I don't know what what would happen. Uh, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't been studying that that close. I know we got hurt. I guess William Byron's in the car, mm-hmm. it looks like. And uh, and I, I haven't been looking at it. I'm, I've been real busy on a few projects of mine. And, of course, I have this, this appointment I've got. I've been doing some reading and studying. Of course. And uh, the past, past week or so. So I haven't been too much on top of that. But uh, I'm hoping he gets healed and gets back in the car pretty quick. That, uh, yeah, I, I think that's what, that's what we're all rooting for. And I would think there would be a waiver, and I guess what you're asking is, will they give him a waiver so whoever rides in the car that the points are accumulated towards a championship for that car? And I, I really think we need to look in the rule book, which is quite fairly extensive, <laughs> and uh, and see what kind of language is in there for a provision like this. I, I'm going to have to check that out. I'm going to have to research that one and call you back. All right. All right. There we go. Uh, like I said, like now that we have the number, you're, you're, you know, when, when, when things pop up, you, who knows what you'll hear. Uh, but, but also completely understanding that you're a little busy because Langley's about to pick up and, and uh, I know you, you care. Everything you have going on at NASCAR is great, but I know uh, you care a lot about what, what's going on at Langley as well. So we appreciate you taking time out of your, your very busy schedule to join us. And uh, hopefully we'll see you out there at the Speedway this year. 
Absolutely, and uh, I do want to mention, you know, I am I am still president of Hampton Roads Kart Club, and mm-hmm. we've got lots of young children racing out there in go karts on mm-hmm. Sundays, and we've been uh, we've been racing karts out there for fifty years. So that's a that's kind of what I say is one of the best kept secrets in Hampton Roads is that you know young young children can get involved in racing at Langley Speedway through Hampton Roads Kart Club and come out there and there's plenty of help to get kids in carts and teach them about racing and, and help the parents. So, uh, yeah, Langley's, uh, Langley's ready to, to go hot for the year. And that's exciting. I just came back from Daytona and was down there for speed weeks and saw a lot of racing. So I come back from speed weeks and we wait about another month or so here and then we go racing, but, uh, it's exciting. I, I'm, I think we're going to have a really good year. I just got a feeling that racing at Langley is going to be phenomenal this year. And and uh, the day of destruction, I'm, I'm I'm fascinated by that thing coming up on the 18th. Bill, thank you a bunch for joining us. We'll uh, we'll check back in again soon. Yes, sir, absolutely. And pleasure being with you guys. And uh, we'll we'll get together anytime. Come on out to day of destruction, Tim, <laughs> and hang out. You'll like it.